So as always, thank you for joining me. Enjoy the podcast. Kick back and relax. The force is strong and is with us always. And never forget. We have hope. Rebellions are built on hope. Of this moment, the force is strong. Make ten men feel like a hundred. I will take the next chance. And the next time. You're all rebels, aren't you? You call the Jesse James. Jesse, aka the Bizzle. Yo, the Bizzle, thank you. <laughs> the Bizzle? Thank you, the Bizzle. Yeah. The Bizzle. I'm back from celebration, baby. Woo! Yeah, boy! Oh, uh, Simmy. Simmy, Simmy, Simmy. Let's give it to the Bizzle casters. You ready? We're going to give it to them. They want it. They want it. Let's do it. Bizzle cast, ladies and gentlemen, and otherwise. Welcome to the post-celebration Bizzlecast. There's going to be more than one, but this is the first, and it's probably going to be the best, because I'm with my boy, Simi Klimo. Simi! Celebrate good times, come on! Ba, 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 ba. I feel like I'm at a fucking bar mitzvah, dude. Thanks for we having had, me. We had a bar mitzvah-esque dance party at Celebration with all the nerds Saturday night at the hotel. It was fabulous. Bar mitzvah dance party? Well, bar mitzvah-type songs dance party. No, nothing says loving like a bar mitzvah dance party. That sounds amazing. <laughs> Lots of white music, basically, by a black DJ. I was like, God damn it. Oh, no. Like- I, be- I was begging him for Beyonce or Rihanna or Nicki Minaj. He wouldn't give it to me. I was like, I'm the only oh dude dancing up here. Give me something. At my wedding, we outlawed uh, the hustle. But other than that, we were pretty. And, and my wife would only let us play one. That's the hustle, Raina. That is the electric part. I'm just saying, put the top three young female pop stars of the last 10 years up against the three I named. It's no competition. It's no competition. Exactly. Even Adele, well, wanted, to, Adele wanted to give it to Beyonce. So it was a party, dude. It was amazing. I was thinking of you the whole time. But first of all, welcome back. And guys, while I call this a post-celebration podcast, it's mostly going to be talking about the three or four amazing uh, trailer slash panel slash information things that came out of uh, this. Because I'm going to be doing one with Jedi Geek Girl, actually, this weekend, who was there. Uh, and we met a lot Sweet. of the same cool people. So this is going to be me more, as you know, about the information that came out. Inevitably, I have a couple stories I got to share because you will love them and the people will love it. But first of all, Welcome back. I'm so pumped to be talking about this with you. Yeah, dude, there's so many things going on, and we still have our Clone Wars saga, and I think this is going to be an excellent episode Wait, of did I? Us. What's that smell? Is that smell Star Wars Rebels? Did I smell Star Wars Rebels? It might be my cologne, Cannabis for Men, but <laughs> it might also be Star Wars Rebels. By Forrest Whitaker. Um, so, Simi... Here's what we're going to do to get right into it. And guys, a little tease, Simi and I are going to be recording Star Wars Rebels for the first time, the two of us. Man, I've been waiting for these episodes for you. We're doing it. Ghosts of Geonosis, parts one and two with Forrest Whitaker. So, Guerrera, baby. I can't wait. But the old guys have to check that out because I'm splitting the podcast, obviously. So, Simi, here's what I'm thinking, dude, if you're okay with it. I've got three or four main awesomeness that came out, and I want you to do a choose-your-own-adventure of the path that we go. Does that sound okay? I'm going to lay it out for you. Did you come to kill me? <laughs> As you see, there's not much of me left. Yeah, man, that sounds awesome. Choose your own adventure. Let's do it. 
Rogue One quotes are always welcome, um, as our song hero quote. So, okay, here's what we got. So the smallest one is the episode one panel on Monday. Um, but the three biggies are the Mandalorian panel, which happened on Sunday. I'm going in reverse order. Um, the Clone Wars uh, panel, um, which was Saturday or Sunday. I think Saturday. And of course, the episode nine panel and trailer uh, was on Friday. I recommend we don't lead with that. But otherwise, I will leave it to you, sir. Uh, I would like to go in this order. I would like to go, uh, the Mandalorian Mm -hmm. and then I would actually, no, fuck it. I can't Mm -hmm. do it. Clone Wars. I'm so excited for Clone Wars. I'm so excited for Clone Wars. All right, buddy. So if I'm hearing you correctly, choose your own adventure. We start with the Clone Wars, which everyone is super amped for, potentially more than anything. Well, you'll be the judge and we'll be the judge of that. And then talk briefly about the Mandalorian because we don't have tons of new information, but there is some interesting stuff. And then I have a little, a couple funny and a couple depressing stories about the episode one panel, which will lead into the spectacular episode nine panels. That sound okay? Yeah, dude. Let's okay. Rock. I know you have no time to watch the full panels, but did you watch either the main three-minute Clone Wars trailer or any of the clips? Yeah, dude. I got, I got, I saw, I, I've seen all the trailers and all the clips and anything you can possibly that's okay. like been leaked. Uh, and I think uh, at some level they could just call it the Ahsoka Sana story or <laughs> Ahsoka continues. Um, that's what they want. But like that's all that shit looks awesome like her unit looks fucking awesome like the whole the first trailer was great the one that we saw a while ago that yeah. i mean we we, we are Filoni at, said at this panel he only had four shots at that time yeah he had four shots mm-hmm. and then like right because he did that whole he did that thing instead with the yep. with the with the with the helmets and everything yeah. which was great because it set a tone mm-hmm. for it but um he answered a lot of the questions and the other things that I've seen that like, mm. you know, you want to get more personality from the clones and it looks like there's this like special unit that's going to be like one of the main things going on in there to, to join the clones. Um, and then you want as much Ahsoka as you can fucking get. And it mm-hmm. seems like that's going to be the case. So semi seeing the, the clips, the trailer and some of the panel, me just rewatching the panel. Or I think that's the first time I saw it. Uh, things you would expect but are still great are Filoni being embarrassed slash ready to stop his actors from revealing too much uh, with Whitwer, who's a big mouth. We gotta love him. Ashley Eckstein crying at the beauty of it all, and that's why we love her. <laughs> She's kind of a crier. <laughs> well, dude, she mentioned the panel that you and I have watched and talked about from two years ago in Europe, uh, that celebration, when he showed the drawings and what would have happened at the Siege of Mandalore. And she specifically talked about crying then because it was beautiful, but she was sad it was never happened. Now it's like she can't believe it's happening, and and she's losing her mind because she's the biggest fangirl of anybody playing Ahsoka Tano. Like, what else could you ask for? I know we love, both love Ashley Eckstein. This is low-hanging fruit, but I just want to give you some room here to praise Ashley Eckstein. I mean, she is the actress. I, I personally She is Star have Wars. Like, she is Star Wars. Yeah. So, but not only that, that like, there's this whole other, I, I ran into somebody who recently went through work and he was saying that he was a, um, he had just started doing Audible, and he's an actor, and he seemed a little bashful about it as being an actor that's now doing Audible. And I, I said to him, I'm like, you know, I do this podcast, and 
And, and you know what, like there's this whole other avenue of actors that in, in terms of voice actors that's happening right now with all the animation, all the access that Netflix is creating with all these shows, the amount of shows that people can produce. And I think, I think what, what I'm trying to say is there's a whole other actor that is Ashley, that Ashley Eckstein is kind of the pioneer of that, that that's this voice actor. I mean, it used to be like you'd see these old Aladdin movies or, 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 uh, or the Lion King. And it's all these famous actors doing great jobs. And they're already or unknowns who does Aladdin's voice. I still don't know. Correct. Correct. But now it's like a whole other avenue and mm-hmm. a whole other avenue of acting. And they're great. They're yeah. really great. And like, yeah. I believe, and, and what I was telling, trying to portray to this guy that I, I was sure. talking to through work was that like I believe the way I love Ashley Eckstein uh, in the future in terms of a wider spectrum of things, why wouldn't that be the same way you love Michelle Pfeiffer or you know any other action hero or, or any other actor for that matter uh, in a regular movie? Like why wouldn't they be? And, and I think you know maybe they won't be as recognizable, but in terms of like respectability and excitement that people draw from it, mm-hmm. you know I that's. It's like a whole other thing that's happening in the last five or ten years. And thanks to Netflix, thanks to Filoni, thanks to Lucas, mm-hmm. thanks to all these people who see a vision yes. uh, through, through this animation. Yes. If I can connect, you know, uh, you know, usually a couple times for a podcast, you and I end up talking video games very briefly, but very specifically, um, usually having to do with Star Wars or looking like Star Wars or The Last of Us or whatever. Um, uh, so I want to make the connection, which is I came to really respect and get to know, quote unquote, like, you know, in terms of who they were, voice actors through video games from Uncharted to Last of Us and so on. You, you were, as we've noted before, onto the Clone Wars way before me. So you got to meet, quote unquote, these actors way before I, I do. And now I love them all. I mean, you know, I have a huge man crush on Matt Lanter. By the way, I have photos of Matt Lanter with Hayden Christensen. I also have pictures of of Hayden Christensen with Cat Tabor. So you have the other Padme with the other Anakin. Oh my god, it's hilarious! Um, by awful. the way, to me, it's only one hundred ninety nine dollars to get a Hayden Christensen photo, and another two hundred to get an autograph. So for the low price of four hundred dollars, you get a picture with Anakin Skywalker uh, and an autograph. Pretty amazing, that guy. Did you actually do that? No, of course not. <laughs> and I'm not ready to jump into the interlude yet about falling in love with voice actresses. I'm controlling myself for the interlude. Can I ask you though, like yes, sir. was there a line? There was a line. Okay, might as well say it now because Rebels is a part of Clone Wars, right? And what I was going to say before Simi was all your observations were great. I think the complexifying of the of the clones is taking a page from the complex older clones in Rebels, and I think the complexifying of Ahsoka in a subtle way is pulling from the older Ahsoka experience they have, right? I mean, it, there's this amazing feedback from both what came before with the Clone Wars and what came next with Rebels. Obviously, the animation, as you and I predicted, was just a higher budget anime influenced but better version of what was already great in the clone wars so they're not taking a ton from rebels in that sense but i think thematically and character wise we're definitely seeing the dividends being paid in character development with the clones and uh, ahsoka if that makes sense absolutely and and also to echo something that you've said in the past about uh that development that like the way clone wars ended slash failed originally with like that last season and everything. Cause like they didn't know what they had. And I, I mean, I think we've also talked about how 
what they actually had was if people let their brain go and just watch the show, they become actual people. Like, or they become actual characters. It doesn't matter that it's anim- that it's animation. And that that's what Japan and some of these other countries have have, have done way, way, way before we did. And we're just catching up that like a grown up can watch an animated series and have it be just as entertaining as any other TV show or anything else as they watch. Like, yep. everybody, like I'm super excited for Game of Thrones. Let's get it out there real quick. It's cool. But like at some level, I'm, I'm only not stopping you because so many of them are coming to Star Wars. So keep going. Right, I'm way, 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 way more excited for Star Wars because it's like the gentle feed of the drug that I've been taking mm-hmm. versus like, give me a fucking break. You're going to be like, oh, remember when you smoked some Game of Thrones that one time two fucking years ago? I got some more Game of Thrones on the stock. You know, like, I'm going to buy it. Like, sure, I'll smoke it. But like, at the end of the day, give me a fucking break. Can I, like, here, can I, the, the first the franchise of, is way better with what we're doing. The Go first ahead. of my bowing at the feet of the goddess Kathleen Kennedy, as I call her now, <laughs> is fast tracking the Game of Thrones trilogy. First of all, con- confirming, I, I had not predicted, I had considered the fact that it might end up being a television series like Game of Thrones. Nope. It's a trilogy, and they're fast-tracking the pre-production to this fall, which means they're going to be shooting early next year, which means the end. Of, we're not going to have to wait three years for a Star Wars movie. There's going to be a Benioff and Weiss, Double D's produced Game of Thrones guys movie at the end of 2021. At worst, February of 2022, So it all is coming together. It's all happening, man. They're, they, they're here. They're here. So... Um, so Okay. Other observances, uh, observations from the trailer. The fact the clones are painting the Ahsoka stuff on their armor. I mean, dude, Ashley Eckstein and Dave Filoni even made fun of Ashley Eckstein. He's like, oh, I'm sure all these new designs will end up on your clothing line. She's like, yep. Oh my god! They love the Tano awesome. shirts, dude. I wanted to get you one, but they ran out of man sizes. Men sizes so quickly. I didn't even get myself one. The Tano shirt, where the sleeves are the color of her lakus, the orange of her face is like the color of the shirt, but it's actually like a soccer shirt, and in capital letters on the front just says Tano. It's fantastic. Oh I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna see if I get it some That's online. Fun. I was like, oh my god, this in there. Even though they had men to women sizes, it was essentially like a unisex thing. So it was great. Everyone was wearing it. I just the line was insane um which is about my size but yes i will get oh yes yeah i was yeah 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 yeah. (laughs) i'm yeah it's fine my size is bigger than you think normal sizes i'm an extra extra large and like european sizes i'm like a double or triple x so like you never know what soccer jersey yeah so look the bottom line is you and i have both been insanely excited i'm on record as saying if this and the Mandalorian, which we're about to get to, drops tomorrow, I'm definitely seeing the Clone Wars. Now, I did have time to think, Simi, um, and uh, you know what? Let me work in a little episode one here really quick because it connects. Is that okay? Yeah, dude. So, over the course of the weekend and then really taking in the fact that episode one was on Monday, which was not even sold out when the rest of the weekend had been sold out for months, and... Not a lot of buzz. I, I already was feeling over the weekend like Natalie, there was no way it was happening. And you know what? Not only didn't Natalie come, we didn't even get a video message from Liam Neeson or an appearance from Ewan. Um, and it was just pretty sad after an unbelievable weekend because everything else I'm going to be talking about and we're going to be talking about, it's just spectacular from top to bottom. Um, it was weird that they let the hardcore fans down on the final day with a week episode one panel. 
But you know what? The people who stayed through Monday to go to the episode one panel, they'll be fine because they were at the rest of the weekend. And that's why I didn't get into any of the panels, man, because I was only there two days. My dad was there one. I bought the tickets separately and they prioritized people with three, four and five day tickets, which I totally get. Um, right. but I was close enough. And I'll tell you the story when we get to episode nine. But I was way off of my Natalie Portman prediction. I'll just say I had the feeling by like Saturday, just the, the vibe in the air that it was probably not going to happen. Um, and, uh, but dude, but then you watch the Clone Wars panel and they give most of the time to the three main characters, dude. They didn't bring up Matt Lanter till the end or James Arnold Taylor, who plays Obi-Wan going to your, so called the Ahsoka series. There were three actors on stage with Filoni for the most of the time. Ashley Eckstein, who plays Ahsoka Tano, uh, <laughs> Sam Witwer, who I just absolutely love on every level, who plays Darth Maul. Um, and they teased Darth Maul in the trailer, man, with the soak and the blue lightsabers. Oh, dude. Um, and G. Bradley, G. Bradley Baker, who has done all the clones on all the Clone Wars and all the Rebels. Um, he also does a bunch of other things, too. He but does, yeah. but there, that was the reason he was up there with Maul and Ahsoka. And they're introducing, and this is going to be a theme for how much they didn't actually reveal in the Episode 9 trailer, even though it got people really excited. The fact that those three are up there, especially Maul and Ahsoka, they're misleading people by thinking only the last two or three episodes are, are Maul and Ahsoka because they introduced the Bad Batch thing, uh, you know, with a group with a specific group of warriors that was glitching and was doing undercover stuff, which people already kind of knew about. So it was cool that they confirmed it and they showed some other stuff. But really, if you put together all three clips, everything they said, Ahsoka getting all the billing and then the trailer, this seems like at least 50% Ahsoka in the series. And you, Simi, as well as me, you must be thrilled that that is the case. Dude, absolutely. Sidebar, quick. What do you prefer? Ahsoka versus Maul mm-hmm. or Ahsoka versus Vader? Uh, and why? It's tough because one, dude, Ahsoka versus Vader are the best three episodes of all the television. Twilight 1 and 2, the actual fight, and then World Between Worlds where Ezra pulls her out at the last minute is the other great episode. So right. even though I love Clone Wars and I told you, uh, which we're going to get through Bizzlecast by listeners, we are definitely doing all of season five of Clone Wars. We already started it. It's happened. I haven't done Onderon yet, Sydney. So once we figure out the situation, we're doing literally the whole fucking thing. Because so, it's, it's so up I there on Desert see- Island. Hold on really quick. That's Desert Island for me. However, for me... The three best episodes of all Star Wars television so far is Twilight 1 and 2 against Vader with Ahsoka, and then World Between Worlds, which brings in the time travel, which you were there to witness a year and a half ago on the podcast, I said, with Ahsoka, but happened even way cooler than I thought, connecting with the fight from Twilight of the Apprentice. In fact, Simi, you can do a supercut where you watch Twilight 1 and 2 in Season 2 and jump to World Between Worlds, and it's amazing. So, go ahead. So, I bring it up just because I agree with you 100% on everything you said. But the one thing that is really cool about that fight, because the fact that she, like, kind of dominates him, like, she kind of, like, that's the point where you, like, realize her power. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, in my mind, when I'm just, like, because, like, she'd always gone through different levels of fights and all the things that that she did. uh, Which you questioned, by the way. No, not you, but you questioned Filoni believing in her power in a previous podcast that we did. And I think we can see now that he no longer questions it, if he ever did. Maybe well, now, I'm misinterpreting. Well, I think now with all the new material, he's not, and, and like making her fucking Gandalf in, in, yeah, at the end exactly. of Rebels, like he's clearly like got the idea of who she fucking is. You know what I mean? So it's like, it's like, 
but fuck it. Like Ahsoka didn't even know who she was, and no. and still probably doesn't as she evolves into the gray. You know what I mean? Into mm-hmm. as the best white wizard. To quote so, our guy Forrest Whitaker in a cutscene from Star uh, from Rogue One, "What will you become?" <laughs> I love it. I can't believe they cut that in Ira Bell. Come on, guys. Come on. Sorry, go ahead. Oh man, yeah. but yeah, I mean that's what she is able to accomplish. But so, so like, mm-hmm. I guess what I'm saying is what yes. I just fucking love about yeah. that fight with Maul is it just like puts her video video game status like she just passed Maul. You know, mm-hmm. Maul, Maul Maul is like a fifth rank wizard. You know what I mean? Like he mm-hmm. he don't fuck around. Like and she just she like she's like I will I will I will go like so then so then she's up there with like. Obi Wan, like like Vader, uh, fucking Qui Gon, and Qui Gon's not even the best fighter. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like uh, Samuel L. Jackson, like she's up there with a fucking few. Right. That she's now taking. She needs out. the force powers though, because she can't take a hit, even with the two lightsabers. She needs the force powers, which is gonna be really right. interesting. She has, but that's the whole point. She is. Yeah. I mean, whatever. Like, she is the living force, but who's yeah. another? Oh no, no, no! I'm I'm agreeing with you. But we've talked. You know, you and I go at, at length in each of our podcasts about the power set of Ahsoka. How you know what I mean? So I just, I, I one thing I think we've agreed upon is she's a spectacular lightsaber for an eighty pound girl, uh, lightsaber fighter for an eighty pound girl. But she's constantly using force powers way more than Anakin or Ezra are or are able to sheerly from necessity which is why she's already dude anakin skywalker is already a legend when she becomes his padawan dude during the clone wars and she's 14 she's 14 and as i've said throughout the clone wars one thing does not change which is that anakin skywalker even more than obi-wan thinks that ahsoka tano is the best person to have his back at all times which is amazing and that's what sold her to everybody who wasn't sold already it's a brilliant thing and matt lanter god bless him for not never i mean hugging a spotlight with animated series i guess would be hard anyways but he's a big time film and tv actor you know and he's just thrilled to still be a part of it yeah, dude. I mean, I just think there's great things to come. I think we're talking about decades upon decade of, of so content. So speaking of voice actors, Simi. Yeah, dude. You might have seen on one of my thousand social medias a, a pretty sexy picture with me and Tia Sirkar, a.k.a. Sabine Wren. <laughs> oh, man. She's awesome. She is so cool. Can I just tell the story really quickly? It's not a big yeah, story. Yeah. Which is... is- awesome. So, I, so Jedi Geek Girl and I, we haven't done podcasts in a while, but we were talking leading up to uh, the convention, and she knew, because she, she was going all the days to all the panels and all the things and knew all the people, including the podcasters. Like, I wouldn't have had nearly as much fun without her. Thank you, Jedi Geek Girl. Can't wait to do a podcast with you this weekend. The podcast party was spectacular. Although she left at like 11, and I was there until like 3.30 in the morning, but it was a fucking hoedown. It was great. <laughs> um, but uh, but uh, on Saturday night, I was only going Friday and Sunday, Simi. Friday with my dad, which was a great experience. I'm going to talk about with episode nine, because he was there for that. And then Sunday by myself, but I was like, you know what? Jedi Geek Girl and some of my podcast friends, and maybe I'll meet some other people, which I did. So I go for a few hours on Sunday. And she's a she does save her money to do things like autographs and pictures with her favorite people, but she also plays Star Wars Destiny competitively and is like a fucking ba- you know a bad fucking ass. Star Wars is a big part of her life. She never thought she'd get the celebration. I get it. You know me. I worked in the music business. The celebrity thing just doesn't really. I don't really care. Um, I, like I hung out with Questlove in his studio. You know, so like that's cool for me. 
Um, but she knows I love Tia. And it's not just with Sabine. On uh, one of my Rebels podcasts, Sammy, again, T's guys, we're going to do Ghost of Geonosis together. Uh, on my Rebels podcast, I talk about how I was watching Rebels for months, maybe a year before I really looked up the voice cast. And I just always thought Sabine's voice was sexy, but I had no idea who it was. And when I looked up Tia Zerker on IMDb, finally, I could not believe how stunning she was. Like, drop dead like adorable and stunning at the same time and then i started watching the good place where she's hilarious she plays a total bad biatch working for satan on it is great she's hilarious um but she also plays very cute and sweet roles and like romantic comedies like i didn't realize just how up and coming of an actress she was in general um and so amanda amanda uh jaggy girl uh, it was like look I know you're not into this, but I know for a fact from my phone, because everything's on the phone, that, that Tia's going to have a few spots open tomorrow for a picture. I know you're not into autographs. Like, think about it. It's only like 35, 40 bucks or whatever. And I was like, okay. So I get there a little early, earlier than I was expecting, and I see there's still room. And I was like, you know what? I've not spent any money. I bought, oh, by the way, dude, I bought a Vader and a Soka for 20 bucks. I got a Vader and Soka matching figures like in the same set and they, that you can line them up and fight them. It's fantastic. Um, uh, yeah. Um, but I wasn't buying lots of stuff in general. I mean, they had Felicity Jones signed giant, beautiful photos there for like 250 bucks. I'm like, I can't afford that. I was like, okay, Tia. And you know what? They have to rush you through by necessity, you know? So you only get like 10 seconds with him, them. But her warmth and beauty and wonderfulness just radiated. I, you know, I ran in with a huge smile. I told her she was so awesome. And she was like very thankful and sweet. And we took a pretty nice picture together. I mean, when I showed my dad, he was like, how did you do that? I was like, I don't know. Like, yeah. You know, like I, I was kind of nervous. I didn't want to like hug her too closely because that would be weird but she was like no get on in here i'm like okay i'll get on in here and so it was uh it was really cool i love having the photo but more so i love that an hour after i posted it and she got back from doing it she looked at it and liked it you know what i mean like because she took the extra time took that the you extra got, you time got, you got a little bonus for your buck that, yeah. that was a great investment but like and to be fair, I've responded to her political tweets before. Um, me and her agree on all political things, so you can fill in the blanks. Um, and, and when people troll her, she calls them out in a cute but snarky way, which I love. And her fans love to chime in and make fun of the idiot, you know, who's doing it. And so she's responded before, uh, but it was just like... I don't know. Like, would I like to hang out for five minutes? Absolutely. But you know what? I've had that experience in my life in other areas. And like, you could just feel the warmth radiating. And dude, I got to say, she was around so much this weekend, more than all the Rebels crew. The chances that she, let me put it this way. The chance that she's not even a tiny guest in The Mandalorian, it seems almost nil to me at this point, especially how few guest people they've introduced. And they, we, by the way, we have confirmation on Starbuck in Siege of Mandalore, man, Bo-Katan, but we don't have confirmation on Tia or, um, or Katie Sackhoff in, in Mandalorian, but they've only announced three people. So can I ta- can it, I ta- it was a highlight. Uh, and I know that when I sent it to you, you understood on all levels. She is the Mandalorian. She's not because Pedro Pascal is. Do you want to jump right in? He definitely is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They didn't give a name, though, by the way. They're sticking with the no name. Yeah, Pedro Pascal, known mostly for his role on Game of Thrones, seemed to be, seems to be liked by people mostly. Um, I like I yeah, like he's a major character in Wonder Woman next year, man. So that makes me like him more. Um, oh. But he is the Mandalorian. And I saw him on stage. I saw some of the panel. 
Um, you know, he's, uh, he's as effusive. He's a Chilean born American actor. He's just as effusive as Diego Luna. I don't know if he's as likable and I'm, I'm, it's going to take a lot to convince me he is as good of an actor. Um, but he certainly was mostly likable other than making some, he made some references to the prequels that let us say some people were not thrilled about. I I don't think he realized what he was doing. How old is he? Um, he's 1975 from Santiago. Oh really? Yeah, um, oh. which is older than you might think. Um, and yeah, they no, like he's old. I, I mean, let me take that back. He's older than me, yeah. and like he looks like yeah. I, when I saw the clips and stuff. He like yeah. earlier. I, I, I was thinking just for a minute, like because it wasn't. I didn't read. I just saw the clips. I thought maybe he would be one of the other people from Mandalore. Uh, no, he's the Mandalorian. He's always been oh, it. They announced him right in the beginning. Yeah. Okay. 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 Yeah. Sorry, I watched something else. Interestingly, was- he was in the Netflix series Narcos, which has now moved to Latin America for its second season, where Diego Luna is the lead in Narcos Mexico, which is fantastic. My only concern is that n- even though I don't think it's that good from a filming standpoint, Diego Luna is amazing. I don't want this to delay Cassian, which, by the way, dude, during the weekend when we were there, they announced that Cassie, I mean, that K2 was 100%. Now, you and I talked immediately when this happened that this was going to happen. But the fact that they'd set up Alan Tudyk, who was going to be like a major guest, have his own hour-long panel, man. He had his own fucking hall, own panel, Alan Tudyk. God bless him. And then mm-hmm. they announced that the first day that he was there. How sweet is that? Now, Riz Ahmed wasn't able to attend for some reason, which is why I was thinking uh, Diego might show up because Riz and Alan are both close friends of his. And I have to say, of the tr- the triad of Felicity Jones, Diego Luna, and Natalie Portman all seemed like long shots, but I felt like maybe they could get one of those three um but Sammy, they are doing a celebration next spring which they don't do normally every year and what is the major property to come out from that spring is cassian so we could see a rogue one panel along with a cassian panel at celebration next year so i'm just throwing it out there it's in la baby cassian it's in la yep Oh. So I never, we didn't really learn much from from the Mandalorian. I mean, no, Filoni and Favreau hosted it together. There was no host, which is great. Filoni and Favreau hosted it together. They mostly talked about their artistic process, which is super fun. Um, Pedro Pascal was very charismatic. He was kind of manic and, and weird, but kind of funny and cute. Now they have women's. She was beautiful, but she's a large lady, still beautiful. Pioneering women's MMA style, Gina Carano is like the fu- the real badass. She's like Bay. She's got the big guns. She's got the rocket launchers and the giant machine guns. And then we got, we got, like, <laughs> we got Apollo Creed, baby. Carl Weathers himself was there and he was loving it. The standing ovations, every stage they went to, Carl Weathers was absolutely loving it. I love we got Apollo Creed in Star Wars. And now with Michael B. Jordan and Black Panther, it's, it's complete with the family. Yeah, man. I, I really love everything they're doing. It just seems like upon the horizon is nothing but Star Wars yeah, amazingness. I think so. as soon as you and I heard it was called The Mandalorian, it was going to take place after Return of the Jedi and deal with on the fringes as sort of a Western for adults, like... It hasn't really changed from that. Hasn't done anything to make me, you know, less excited. But 
the Clone Wars and everything else going on, for the most part, w- way overshadowed my excitement level. To, like, I was not upset to not make into that panel. I was kind of upset I wasn't at Episode Nine panel, and we're about to get to that. If you have any specific questions uh, about the Mandalorian, I know a lot of people who are there. I've seen it. I've talked to people. I read all the tweets. Um, but in general, it's still going to be just as cool as we thought. But it's not at like level of transcendence. Uh, that so basically, Clone what Wars I was is. getting out of it that it's yes. nothing like we've ever seen. Uh, it's six years after, six or seven years after Return of the Jedi. No, not nothing. And, it's going to look like a Western. It's going to look like a No, dark I mean, Western. like, we don't know any of the characters. Like, oh, yes. Are, True. That's what, like, the yes. gist is. Yes. Nor- and, no, and they also said that they're, that, that a lot of their concentration, you know, was, was new, new ships, new people, new planets, new sh- races, new species. Right. You know, all J.J. Abrams said that before ships. episode seven, by the way, too, just FYI. <laughs> Uh, far, yeah, and that's what that's what far far was saying. That's yeah. far, they did far, show it to us though. That's a great point, Sammy, because they did show us models. So I, I believe them. So so yeah, so like it's a whole other thing. Um, so like I actually think like as my excitement grows for the Clone Wars, um, the reality is I think we're gonna come back and you can like quote me on this and i'll be like the clone wars was office but the fucking the clone wars was awesome but the mandalorian was amazing because like it's a that's not gonna it, happen it's not gonna happen no, you and i have too much awesome, in, you, you and i have too much personal investiture to the, the clone wars that even well, if the mandalorian if solo well hold on i second. love solo oh, i i know you love solo um but let's remember the Clone Wars, like Rogue One and Solo, take place between Episode Three and, and Four, ep- essentially, um, at least in terms of implication with Ahsoka and Ahsoka's character. Um, I also want to point out really quick, dude. I, I know we, pa- we we passed by Clone Wars after just raving about Ashley Eckstein and so forth. I want to point out, though, despite the Ahsoka book, despite the Filoni, what could have been panel two years ago that Ashley referenced, and despite this panel, we still don't know exactly how the fight with Darth Maul goes down, and that is exciting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I mean, neither him nor Ahsoka win definitively, and, and how they manifest that on screen is going to be fascinating. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot that's gonna there's a lot that's gonna unravel. There's a lot that we're gonna see. So we're about to get episode nine. So let's throw all the television in that we've talked about or anything else. I haven't seen Star Wars Resistance. I know I got to see it. Appar- according to Jedi Geek Girl, Star Wars Resistance panel was great, and people are pumped that there's a season two and it's going up and up and up, which I believe because I always am an optimist with Lucasfilm and the goddess Kathleen Kennedy herself. Praise be her name. Hallelujah. Um, Amen. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, anything about TV, and then we'll, we'll move on to episode nine for our final section. Then, Bizzlecast listeners, we're going to take a quick break. And then, for the part two of this podcast, which will be a separate file, we're going to do Rebels season three, Ghost of Geonosis Baby with Saw Guerrera. But for the moment, anything else about television you want to know, you want to say, anything? No, dude. I, I let, let uh, no, that we're, yeah, dude, we did it. Let's go okay. on. Okay. Let, let's, let, let, let's talk about the trailer. Why, why don't you chime in? Why don't you bring okay. us in? And then I'll, I'll give so you my reaction. This is my last episode one point, which leads into episode nine, Simmy, which is a man who got standing ovations, cheering his name everywhere he went this weekend was Ahmed Best, who was the voice and performance of Jar Jar Banks. And he was a guy who has admitted that 
things went so wrong with Jar Jar and the threats to him so horrible that at one point in his career, which wasn't going anywhere, he thought of actually committing suicide. And he's working through that right now by doing play, one man plays and books and, you know, and being open about therapy and stuff like that. But he really lost his fucking brains. And Jesus. But with all the podcasters I talk to, man, even people our age who mostly are more like you and liking the prequels or like the prequels more than you, definitely way more than me. I I said before the podcast that two people, I'm sorry, I said with Jedi Geek Girl in the days leading up, we did a pregame to this. And I said, Jedi Geek Girl, there's going to be two people, you guys can listen to the podcast, who are going to get standing ovations wherever they go. One is Ahmed Best, and he did. And he was trying to control a full breakdown of happiness in relief from the whole thing. But the other one, Simmy, was Kelly Marie Tran. And I've been saying this whole time, I hope she comes to celebration because she is going to get the biggest, best, warmest, most loving reception of all time. And you know what? She did. And she did. And it was a love fest for Kelly Marie Tran, as we, as I had hoped and thought it would be. She was crying tears of joy, people chanting her name, standing ovation, because we got rid of the idiots. And even though John Boyega in his interview uh, post the panel was the only one to bring up the idiots specifically, because he's John Boyega, and God bless him for talking about the n- negative assholes. Um, but it, it was clear that everybody on the cast on stage was rooting for Kelly. They started cheering. Everyone was cheering it was an absolutely beautiful thing now i was in the overflow hall and then we couldn't really see anything so we sat right outside the overflow hall watched on my dad's ipad even though we could hear the sound of both the trailer the panel and everything next door and the people cheering and then when the actual trailer came on we just ran up you know into the main area to watch the trailer with everyone where it blew our mind and we were going to get back to in a second but my main prediction about the episode nine thing man other than jj would blow people away with the trailer which he did because he's a genius you know I believe this, and I've always said this in our podcast, and whether people loved, liked, or hated The Last Jedi, everyone seems to be back on board at this point um, for a number of reasons having to do with the trailer and the panel. Um, but it was an absolutely glorious I- experience, man. They were so relaxed. Daisy's the most relaxed I've seen her. Oscar and John were just being their crazy selves. The new young black English lady, Naomi Aki, was super comfortable, um, but clearly appreciative that Kelly Marie had to pave the way on this particular thing. And they're all friends. And JJ just couldn't stop talking about how great it was that they all love each other. And Simi, I'll throw it to you, but I got to say, if you've seen the Star Trek reboot in 2009, JJ seems to know how to get huge young ensemble cast together who love each other and have amazing chemistry and performances so go ahead so like i as as like you love my uh virgin years of not listening to any garbage like i have pure like non-understanding how someone could not love rose but like no but she wrote in the new york times like you were at least aware that she was oh, run yeah, off the I internet. Know because yeah. of us but like yeah just because you understand something happens doesn't mean you understand why it happens. Right. Like, like I can't fathom why no one likes her. Like I get mm-hmm. it, but like, that's like a you problem. So like, first of all, I have on my, uh, you know, about my vast star Wars collection. So, but I do have uh, of pens, but I do mm-hmm. have a few figurines and a Rose, uh, BB eight metal. Awesome thing. I have going on. It's one of my favorite things I own. Um, and she's one of my favorite characters. And what's great about her is that line in the movie, uh, in, um, in, in, uh, the last Jedi, that, that 
that storyline is not my favorite. But I love her. Right, because like, we separated. But that's great. what I'm saying. I'm saying, right. this, dude, Star Wars Celebration was full of 50,000 people that Friday, literally, who feel the same way as you and I, which is we may have different views about how her character was written in The Last Jedi in general, but we all love her for being an amazing actress and part of the Star Wars family. And, and she knew it was coming, I think, because everyone around her was telling her it was going to be super positive, which is why she didn't try and get out of it. But you could tell she was shaking for a moment, and then the cheers went, and then John John Boyega and Poe got the, was, were like given the like hands up thing to the crowd, which was already pumped, and everyone immediately got on their feet and started chanting Kelly, Kelly. Ke-. It was it was gorgeous. I mean, I was crying, and I wasn't even physically in the room. It was so beautiful. No, she's an amazing actor, and and uh, by the way, oh, sorry, Steve, I have to add. He, JJ uh, Ibn was asked point blank about what he got from Ryan Johnson. He said, Ryan Johnson gave me lots of, of blessings and beautiful gifts. He said, but the greatest gift I got from Ryan Johnson was the casting of Kelly Marie Tran. And JJ Abrams does not suck up to anyone, even his actors who he loves. So, he, and they ended up doing a, multiple appearances together throughout the weekend. So he's as smitten with her as an actress as Ryan Johnson was, which just goes to show how brilliant she is. And I think JJ is going to nail a little bit more um, funny, you know, self deprecating writing for her it's gonna be great it's gonna be great i mean there's jenner like there's ray yeah uh, like a could have gone totally like she, wrong zoe saldana's a horror could have gone totally wrong you know like this would be great for her she she in her own is one of the rebels and she is a rebel like she is the definition of the loyal rebel like yeah. I, and, she and, like, convinces the kid to give him the thing with the rebel ring i mean yeah she does everything she she knocks out her she arrests and knocks out her hero upon meeting yeah. him. That, I mean that's pretty awesome. Like she's but like you're my was, biggest fucking hero, yeah. and then she realized what's going mm. going on. Like she's anyway. You guys have seen the no, movie. No, but but, but here's the thing, Simmy, which is we have to ask ourselves why the main ladies, Jin and Ray, have mostly been embraced even by the OG OT people. You know, original trilogy people. Um, but Rose wasn't. I think it's because her character was so dependent on Finn, who was so underwritten, and I think a lot of people felt not greatly represented in the film. Obviously, for her to get blamed for that is more than insanity. But from my perspective, you know, as an actor-centric guy and a guy who loves movies, to not recognize her acting talent is even greater insanity. She's clearly a brilliant actress. She's already been in other movies, and she's going to be even way more after this. I think these critical people are the same critical people who like mm. don't like women in general. Like mm. she's a very attractive woman, but she's sure. Asian. So like but even they, not so being like, in the shit, you must appreciate the tears of joy from her in such a situation throughout the weekend, right? I mean, oh, absolutely. Yeah. I'm, I'm just saying. I'm just saying these haters yes. are the same haters because they're like racist women haters. You know what mm. I mean? So like, yep. so like, yeah, they'll make they'll make appropriate like exceptions for hot white girls, you know, or something like that. That's how I envision it. Cause mm-hmm. like, that's the insanity that I don't understand. Like the negativity mm-hmm. that, that people get like, uh, because her character is great. She's a beautiful woman. Gorgeous. I love everything. Totally my kind of girl did in the series, yeah. whether I think that that whole line should have been like, you know, I don't know, seven minutes shorter, whatever. It's irrelevant. It's like, irrelevant. It's it irrelevant. Is it is. Yeah. It's canon. It's still the one of my favorite of the last favorite Jedi. of all time. Yeah, it's like, not on her. Great, all these things. Yeah. We're still talking about like my, my top 10 desert Island or top yes. 
you know, 30 desert island movies that I would include, you know, all these movies. Like, there, there's well, some, like, guess what, Simi? Shocker. Some people don't like Alden Ehrenreich as Han Solo. I know that's shocking, but there are a few people out there like that, you know? And we just look God, at them I and say, okay. Okay. Every I can't wait till he redoes every fucking Jack Nichols, Nicholson uh, <laughs> Nicholas movie like uh, uh-huh. Nicholson sorry uh-huh. uh, movie like the, the, I want him to do The Shining I want him to do One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest I want him to do The Joker oh, wow so you Man. are you are like a a card carrying Alden Ehrenreich's fanboy at this point I, I am a card carrying fanboy as well as a red herring mm. fanboy reboots if they do it well and like change some things that like are irrelevant at some level. Like, and, and I mean, just he, I don't know. Mm. He looks, he looks great. He looks great. I love the, I love solo. I think he's a much better actor than people, uh, people give him credit for. Like, mm-hmm. I, and I think he's growing and I think he's young and, mm-hmm. uh, I, I, I really hope he does. So some more. let movies. me give you my and last I, general impression. Really oh, should oh, sorry. Be, Sorry, they're no, also, no, no. Like, as we make our predictions, yes. like, I don't know why there wouldn't be uh, a, another solo movie. Mm-hmm. Like, why? Like, well, like, save that thought, save that thought, because prediction is going to be the last part. Why, why wouldn't there be? Okay, go ahead. Yeah, well, I think TV, uh, you know, big budget TV is also a possibility, which we should celebrate because people are mostly watching television these days. Honestly, Game of Thrones example. Whatever you want to call it, Game of like we just, I just, yeah. they're fucking movies. Yeah. Like it's just how much of the movie. It's like a huge movie, so, and they they yeah. chop it into bits of cheese. Right. For so you and I are going to talk about the trailer. Oh. I'm going to give my final thought about the collective gathering of episode nine, um, which is. They were, consciously or not, projecting an aura of supreme relaxation and confidence. And if I know how to read things, and you know I am a JJ apostle, if I know how to read things, Kathleen Kennedy's smile was even bigger than we've seen. JJ was so relaxed and talking to the crowd, which he never does. The actors were so relaxed. The only tension was over Kelly Marie. And as soon as she got the giant ovation, like all the tension that was there was cut Poe and Finn, I mean, we're going to get so much Poe and Finn together uh, in the movie. JJ's going to give us everything we want. And like the Avengers trailers, man, they're definitely only showing us stuff so far. And I hope they continue from the first third to half at most of the movie, but probably the first quarter to third um, based on what we're seeing. And I, I really don't need a trailer. Like, I know we're going to get one. I wish the teaser trailer were the only thing. But at this point, I'm staying away from Avengers stuff and I'm mostly going to be, uh, unless I'm forced by my podcast, I'm mostly going to stay away from the main uh, trailer uh, for this for this film. Because unlike Rogue One, we're still in the early phase of like, okay, Force Awakens was pretty good. This Rogue One thing seems cool. I still want to get pumped. Two months before Rogue One trailer, wow, that was the best trailer ever, kind of thing. Um, with this one, I don't. I was saying an A for this movie months ago, just with J.J. Abrams in the cast and what I was hearing coming out of it. Um, so, uh, can we talk about the trailer? Yes, but real quick, sometimes when you say J.J., I think you're saying my J.J. <laughs> And I see there's even another stuff. level before that would happen, which is Jessica Jones. I called J.J. as well. So there, there was actually two levels before you're a J.J. It- yeah, mm-hmm. I just think it keeps it it keeps it fresh and so, I like it. So, uh, Simi, <laughs> JJ. Uh, how do you Go feel ahead. about putting this up on YouTube together and talking about it, and then 
playing it, talking about it, talking about it for five Wait, minutes. JJ it. up on YouTube and talking about it. Um, I think more the the episode nine trailer. Um, but we can work from there. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We can do that. We can do that. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Do you have it queued up, or do you need a second? Okay. All right, guys. Here we go. Simi and I are just going to react to the trailer, even though we've seen it. Uh, Simi, I'm also going to let you talk, and then we'll we'll react to the finale of it, and then uh, head towards the finish of this particular podcast. You ready? So, three, two, one, play. I think all so three this is, have breathing, right? Yeah. Yeah. So this is very similar to the last one. There, when he was like, "Just breathe," and they did that like Nissan commercial after it and stuff like that, and like. So the rhythm of her breathing is how she controls her force. It's how she gets in touch with the force. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So it's like it's her meditation. And and as she gets more and more in touch with it, she's able to decide what she wants to do, focus on it, time it, understand it, and then go with it. I think it's a pretty good trailer. It's a quick one and it doesn't show us a lot, but it does show us like she's going to you know, mm-hmm. kicks fucking ass. Were you like me and thinking immediately, even before we see it, that it was Kylo's uh, tie? I don't know why. I just had a feeling. You know what I thought of immediately? I thought of uh, uh, Matrix. Uh, I thought of the Matrix where the, the when 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 uh, he runs, he rolls out of the way and slices the tire with the with the sword. I thought she was going to do that, but instead she does this. So there's uh, that. By the way, dude, the letters thing that this Christmas is straight from Star Trek reboot. They're using the same font as the Star Trek reboot. Exactly oh, the same. Cool. Oh, Kylo, baby. He's got the helmet back. Also predicted that. Woo. There's I also right. like Here we go, Billy baby. G. Woo. Uh, he got it back from Han's dead body. Hate to say it. <laughs> and then the fact that you see everybody together is yes. kind of awesome. They're like, stressing no the Avengers doing. are coming together. That's what I want in these movies. Oh, yeah, man. Fucking. Oh, look at that. That the fact that they do that. And oh, man. Did you know this was Palpatine when you first heard it? Yeah. Yeah. Have you seen the like at first? I'm like, that's not Maul. You know what I mean? Like, I kind of wanted to be Mm -hmm. Maul for a second. And I'm like, that's not Maul at all. And I'm like, oh, God, of course he's dead. And then because of what they were saying with with. Luke saying, you know, you never really die. So if you're watching it live or at the thing like I was, Ian McDermott comes out right afterwards, and you can tell he's about to deliver. It's just pure confirmation that it's the Emperor or some form of Palpatine, maybe a reborn, you know, mollized, you know, robotic version. Who fucking knows? So he comes out, no idea what's going on. He starts smiling and laughing because of all the cheering and love in the room, and finally he gets it together and just goes, roll it again. And everyone's like, yeah! Simi, That's I got to ask you the the question here before we talk about the title. I could not have believed how pumped everyone is to Palpatine. But if you think about it, whether you're a prequel person or an original trilogy person, you love Palpatine for a lot of reasons, you know? So this is actually the best move they could have made because he's the only character between the old school generation and the new school generation that everyone loves as a bad guy, right? And so it's kind of brilliant. Go ahead. It's it's absolutely brilliant because yeah. throughout the rest of this uh, uh, saga, as as we get into it, like w- we're more interested in Anakin at the different levels and Vader um, as Vader is. You know, we kind of know who Vader is and how Vader dies, so we know his end and his demise, um, and we see him come back in 
at the end of the Return of the Jedi in the form of his ghost or whatever, and blah, 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 blah. And then uh, Kylo thinks he talks to him and all that shit. But the reality is Palpatine's been the most powerful and the most deviant throughout all these this, this saga. So mm-hmm. Can I do some hypotheticals? Can I see some hypotheticals? Okay. Because I don't know the answer from you, and and you have a much more objective view, because I was there, and, you know, you just, as objective as I try to be, you know, again, like, can I ever be subjective over Tia Sarkar? No, it's never going to happen. It's impossible. I'm (laughs) well aware. So, question one. We know it's Ian McDermott, and we know he's laughing like the Emperor, but if you played Battlefront 2, he's got these things called Sentinels, which are these robotic versions of Palpatine that are released should he die. And Battlefront 2 takes place after the he dies, supposedly, in the second Death Star, and we see these, de- these Sentinels, which is voiced by him, and it looks like him, but they're like robots. So the first question is, do you expect this to be Palpatine or something else involving Ian McDermott and Palpatine that's not quite Palpatine? Uh, any of that would be kind of awesome. And I kind of like, uh, you know, when you go to a good restaurant you're like, what are you making today? You know, they're like, you should eat this. And you're like, I love you guys make whatever you want. I'll eat it. <laughs> Fish sounds great. You know, mm-hmm. sure. You know, so that's the way I kind of look at it. So, I mean, if I, so it's not like I can be like, Oh, I want it. I'm not asking or wanting it to be this or that. Like, if it is that, like, that's just as good. But, I mean, I believe ultimately Palpatine is the fucking devil or the, yeah. you know, uh, ultimate driver of the dark side, dead or alive. You know, who the fuck cares? Like, mm-hmm. his embodiment of the plan was way bigger than than the body in which, you know, uh, Senator uh, Palpatine you know, gave him my favorite senator Became the emperor, you know, like, it's not about that. It's about what he embodies, you know, or, or like, you know how they say, uh, or like how Maz says it first, it was, uh, the, it was, uh, the emperor and, and now it's the first order. You know what I mean? Like, like it doesn't fucking matter. It's still just the fucking devil. It's the driver of the dark side, which is Palpatine. So, you know, he's been so consistent, you know, we see him in rebels, Yep. You know, we, you know, we've seen him in so many fucking levels yep. on and on. And obviously he's, you know, there's so many great interactions with, with him and like all the fucking Jedi order. Mm-hmm. Like, it's almost like him showing his cock to the world, mm-hmm. like every fucking day. He's like, and I'm manipulating all you stupid fucks. Like, and, and, and the way we grew up looking at Yoda, like he's the goddamn wisest of them all. And like Palpatine's just laughing at him in a meeting. Mm-hmm. While him and like so anyways i could talk for hours and hours no but the quite, i have in all this shit yeah. it's him so who cares I'm, what how what the medium yeah. of his of his spirit that they're gonna like you know you know manipulate like mm-hmm. you know who cares about uh his uh his his, his horcrux that his his soul is gonna possess like who gives a fuck like and, it's him he's fucking yeah. scary as shit and he's you know one of the all-time greatest villains in the world mm-hmm uh, I'm glad to hear that, and I was a little concerned because when I started processing it, I was like, okay, if I wasn't so caught up in this at Star Wars Celebration, would I be as excited? Because 
If you had told me this six months ago, I probably wouldn't have been. I would have been like, oh, this is a cheap trick to get the old fans engaged. But again, I hadn't thought of the prequel angle <laughs> that people from all generations love Palpatine as a bad guy. And Simi, we talked about Snoke being half-baked in Force Awakens and Ryan Johnson kind of getting stuck with him and they hate to kill him, right? You talk about in our commentary, like they kill Snoke kind of easily. Um, uh, I was just listening to our Force Awakens commentary and I agree and I wonder, I don't think this was planned from the beginning. I think this is not a course correction against um, Ryan. It's actually a JJ self-course correction being like, you know what? Snoke was half-baked. Who is eviler and cooler that everyone will immediately like yeah, and be scared pulling, of? Who is pulling that yeah. puppet? Yep. Yeah, exactly. So exactly. final question on this, and we'll wrap up this part of the podcast, which is what does this mean for Kylo Ren, your favorite person? <laughs> Ah, fuck him. I mean, is Kylo going to be serving him? Because let's be honest, Darth Vader, who Kylo worships, served the Emperor. Yeah, of course. And, and like, the only question is, God damn, when does this fucking asshole die? Like, I just can't wait. The same way fucking Snoke died was like as as well as uh, as as quickly as they got rid of the character who was mysterious and you know still left kind of unknown with his how much power he possessed. I mean, he was so powerful. He just got manipulated. He just got. He just fucked. He fucked with his his puppet a little bit too much. You know what I mean? And the puppet like took advantage of him. And the puppet had a lot, a little bit of power too. Not as much as him, but if he had all that power, who the fuck was he? And they had that comical death that they did, which was, which I actually really liked. I love. So my question is, who, when is Ray gonna kill Kylo? And how? And Here's I the just, problem, dude. It can't come. I have bad news. I got bad news. I what? Got real bad news. Way right. more, there are way more Raylos or just Kylo Redemptionists than I, even I expected out there. Um, and I'm not saying JJ is going to play to them because of that, but let's put it this way. Having the ultimate source of evil, as all Star Wars fans see it, in Palpatine gives them a little bit of wiggle room in terms of, will Kylo switch sides, even briefly at some point. I'm not saying he will, and I'm not saying I've heard this. This is not a spoiler. But if you look at it, it was easy to get behind killing Snoke, but everyone loves Palpatine, but he's also the ultimate source of evil. Even for Vader, this is building the parallel to Vader, who whether we like it or not, is considered redeemed for saving Luke, man. And if Kylo dies saving Rey, I I, I don't I'm not saying I want that, but that seems to be where it's headed, potentially. Can I do a quick please? Okay. I wouldn't have said it. I wouldn't have said it otherwise. So go ahead. So the ending scene, uh, Kylo, I don't know what happened before this, but Kylo is almost like in tears and he runs to Ray and Ray embraces him as he cries. Okay. Mm -hmm. And then, all of a sudden, you hear the lightsaber turn on, and Ray has killed him the exact same way that he killed Han. And she says, But you killed my father, so it won't really work out now, will it? And he just, and then like, and then she turns the lightsaber off. Not going to happen. Not, they're not going to have Han have a baby, not with Leia at this point. It's not going to Listen to the way JJ talked. If you were there, you heard JJ talk about Carrie Fisher. There's, I'm not hey, saying it wouldn't be hey, more hey, interesting. Hey, hey, they're not gonna I'm do just it. saying I had a vision. I had a vision. Maybe it's just my, how I want him to die. Thinking that he, his love is now going to move on with him. Sure. Like, I feel like at some level they'll team up to like, like do it together again. And then she'll kill him because 
of some reason. Can I tell you my prediction? That's how I just can't wait for him to hurt him. My prediction. Sorry. Go ahead. Yes. Have you seen X Men Three? Mm-hmm. Last Dance. You know the famous scene where when the, he's like falling apart. And John, no, her. where Jean Grey as the Phoenix is begging Logan to kill her because she's out of control, and he no, kills Jean, her. Yeah, Jean Grey is begging to kill Jean her. Grey's she's begging she's, because she's turning she into the Dark Phoenix. One second, right, right. And he he, he's, he, he kills he, her he, while saying yeah. "I love you" and crying. I think we're going to see a less intense, dramatic version of that with Ray, where Kylo's going to beg Ray to kill him because his brain is so gone. Because that would solve a lot of problems. <laughs> because we would get the death that he needs and deserves that we want in Ray to do it. But also for the Raylos, we would get maybe even a sweet moment between them where Ray's going, I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. And he's like, please, please just kill me or whatever. I know that's no, dark, but no. I think that could happen. No, I believe I believe he thinks I believe he thinks she's gonna forgive him, and whether the the you killed my father thing because like whether she yeah. he actually is the father or whatever like like that was her dude you know what I mean like like she never had a family and he and like that was the first time somebody offered her so uh, but she uh, gave him uh, numerous chances in the last Jedi Sammy you've seen this movie more than me. Fine, but ultimately, like, like she, he, fucking killed him, you know, like, and and that's gonna run in, and like, she she's gonna kill him. Come on, it can't end any other way. Look, JJ Abrams likes the surprise endings, man. So I don't think anything. Right. We we'll see. Let, uh, let me just leave it at this for now, and we'll close out this podcast. Which is well, that'll be. That'll I be want a, what you that'll want. That'll be a fucking podcast, I, dude. If, I look, Simi. Simi, let me be honest. After being at this thing, I want what you want, even though we are in maybe the mild majority, if not a large minority, about it. I want what you want. I'm telling you what I think. Given the information we have, and given JJ's history of, of surprise endings and so forth and so on, I'm not going to be full on Raylo redemption, and the Rayloists are going to be very disappointed about that. As I tried to tell them gently at certain points, and then I gave up because they're so convinced about the Raylo thing. So they're way wrong. I think we're closer to being right, but to think it's going to be like I'm Ray, hear me roar, die you evil Kylo Ren thing, it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen because you know what? Ray would feel bad about killing him just because she's Ray, right? We might, nail f- might, we might not feel bad about Ray killing him at all, but she's going to feel bad. So you turn that into, into a drama and we still get the death and the killing, but with a more complicated final moment because they do have such a complicated relationship, man. I hate to say it. It's not what I want, but I just how it is. I don't know. Okay. Okay. Well, something we can all further disagree on is, is Saw Gerrera, which we're going to jump on in a little bit. Um, uh, Good and I've teased this in, uh, I recorded another Rebel on, uh, Rebels episode today um, and teased this as well. Um, so final thoughts about what you've heard, read, and now what you've heard from me, other than uh, my uh, future wife, uh, Tia Sarkar. Go ahead. Heard, read about which? I'm sorry. Oh, and speaking of my future wife, Tia Sarkar, Sabine is now at the top of the names list for, for me. It's at number one. Do you want to hear something funny? My wife asked me the other day, do you like the name Sabine? I'm <laughs> really? not even... Okay. I shit you not. Well, if you take well, it, we, I'll be happy. Well, we don't really have any S names in our family other than me. Um, do it. Anyway. Do it. I told her, I'm like, I actually like that name. And 
uh, it's a character that I really, really like. And Jesse just sent me a picture because he. I'll be honest, Jin is still my top priority, but I think I just feel like that'll be harder to get past the future lady. But we'll have to see. Yeah, Jin's a good one. All right, dude. So Uh, after I've given you all this stuff. Are you on board that of all the stuff, the Clone Wars is what's most exciting you? Or, or is it something else? No, it, it, right it's now episode it is. Nine. it's episode nine. It's in my investment. Uh, no, the Clone Wars is. The Clone Wars. Yeah, okay. That's uh, what I said. I episode said nine. Wars. Episode nine. But you can't. said no. I said the Clone Wars, and you say no, 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 the Clone Wars. I literally just said the Clone Wars. <laughs> oh, I thought you were saying, like, is there anything else? No, I said I'm the most oh, excited about the said, Clone Wars. Are you on board? Besides- yeah, no. Right. So I said. <laughs> I said no. There's no. Are you on board? Yeah. Meaning, like, there's nothing. No, there's nothing else. By the yes, way, Simi, Jedi Geek Girl called me out recently because I didn't realize it. She made me write out the list of my favorite movies, and I was like, "Huh, Rogue One, the original trilogy at the top, the prequels at the bottom, and everything else in the middle." It's kind of predictable, right? Right. But you dude. know what? The Clone Wars and Rebels, their best episodes from the, all the season five arcs in Clone Wars to Twilight of the Apprentice. And a bunch of season four rebels are so cinematic that some of those double triple episodes that only run 42 minutes or an hour, 10 or whatever, to me, are just as effective as movies. And that's why I think The Mandalorian has an amazing casting crew behind it. And casting is, I mean, dude, the Americans showrunner executive producer is doing Cassian. That was a spy thriller that, you know, won tons of awards. They're t- lining up tons of talent, but I know the talent behind Clone Wars, right? It's like the horse that you know, right? Um, riding right. the horse that you know. And so I'm going to keep riding the Clone Wars season six or seven, whatever they're calling it, because Ahsoka is killing people with blue lightsabers and a giant explosion behind her. Come on! Yeah, dude. Ugh, our, yeah, girl. our girl. Our girl. Our awesome. girl. I just love, I love the full circleness of this all, of all the greatness I saw over the weekend. The stuff I saw after the weekend about Clone Wars, I'm like, salt, salt, book it, book it. Okay, all right, dude. buddy. Well, thank you for this, the listeners. We're going to jump off quickly here and do another podcast uh, if we can. Thank you so much for joining us, Simi. Thank you for, uh, you know, being here to bounce off some of the <laughs> crazy stuff that happened at Celebration. Yeah, dude, this is awesome. I'm really excited to uh, dive into some uh, Guerrera uh, isms, oh, yes. but uh, we do not yeah, agree this on this. It was a lot of fun. <laughs> I, I, I wish I could have been there with you. So maybe oh, next good. time. Next time in Israel. Next yeah. time in, in Jerusalem. Yeah. Next um, time in- yeah. <laughs> And guys, just to tease, we know it's Passover and it might actually come up in our uh, Sagarera commentary. So you'll have to check that out. So thank you, Simi. Thank you, listeners. I've been the Bizzle. You guys have been awesome. May the force be with you. But for now, the Bizzlecast is out.